You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me today is David Leonard. Uh, David, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Excellent, excellent. So, um, uh, several episodes ago, uh, you and I sat down uh, to talk through Psalm 1, and when I opened that uh, that episode, talked about how every once in a while we were going to come back, you and I, to looking at uh, some of the different Psalms, uh, some that we, or that I even, uh, like, just really enjoy. Uh, there's 150 of them, so we have lots to choose from. Um, and this one that we're going to look at today is arguably, uh, it's got to be the most famous psalm. I, I can't think of one that would be more famous, right? It's a good one. I mean, it's I mean, super it's t-shirts, good. it's bumper stickers, it's, all it's coffee mugs. You hang it on your wall. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Um, so Psalm 23 uh, if you hadn't guessed that that's what it was going to be, Psalm 23. And so just to get us started, I will read that psalm, and then we're going to... Uh, and you mentioned this just a minute ago in our conversation. This is not like an exposition of Psalm 23. It's just going to be a kind of a read through it, consider some of the truths in it, and, and that kind of thing. So, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. Uh, David, a, a couple years ago now, in fact, I think it was, it was the beginning of 2020 that, uh, on Sunday evenings, uh, I was walking through a real slow walk of Psalm 23. I mean, to the point, uh, there was a whole sermon, I will fear no evil, uh, a whole sermon on, um, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So it was like very broken down. Um, so like I said, it's, that's not the intent for today. Um, but instead, um, to to think about what I think about this way, what it what does it mean for the Lord to be our shepherd? In fact, um, all of this really stems from that first line. Uh, you were mentioning uh, a story just a minute ago, and I'll, I'll get you to tell some of that story. But it all kind of stems the the whole text stems from this idea of shepherd it kind of leaves some of the shepherd language at one point but it actually is still the concept of what like what the lord is for us and and what a like an intense blessing that that is for us so uh you had a story i want you to share a little bit of that story and uh why it connects so well to psalm 23 yeah i mean the some of the roles of the shepherd that you see in here, I mean, like from the from the very start, right, is this provider. Yeah. Like we will not be in want. Uh, one who brings rest. There's a comfort. And but but you kind of get down to uh, to verse four. This is a very the one of the like re, if this is well known, this one's really well known. But even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, yeah. this present God, mm-hmm. present help. Uh, and so the the story, and this is you know a little bit of a tangent, but we'll get there. 
Um, so my wife and I are hoping to go to Yellowstone. It's beautiful uh, up in Wyoming, Montana, kind of that area. And so I do my research. I love to, almost as much as going on a vacation or a trip, I like to do the research mm-hmm. about the trip. That's almost as fun for me. And so I, I came across the story uh, about this guy because they, they named uh, a particular spot in Yellowstone after him. But um, his name is Truman Everts. So Truman Everts, this is back in the 1800s. This is before Yellowstone was a park. He's part of this mm-hmm. expedition to go explore this area and uh, sort of, um, you know, figure out what's there. So he, he gets lost from uh, the expedition that's there. And they had even had this agreement that, okay, if, if anybody gets lost, if anybody gets separated, just like you do with your kids at, mm-hmm. at, at you know, in a busy area, if anybody gets separated, we're going to meet at Yellowstone Lake at this particular spot. And so they go back, they look for him, he's not there. So this guy's lost by himself. I mean, this is, this. nobody's been to Yellowstone because it's not even a park yet. Right. For 37 days, he's by himself in the wilderness. And if you know anything about Yellowstone, there's, there's grizzly bears, there's black bears, there's wolves, there's all kinds of crazy that's there. It Even in the summer, it gets freezing cold at nighttime. And if you're there in the fall, the winter, you know, even the spring, it gets, you know, it's literally freezing at night. And uh, so the, he's lost for 37 days. They send this search party out, uh, and two guys, two mountain men, that's kind of how they were described, yeah. end up finding him. They stumble across him, and when they find him, he has he's emaciated, so he's like, you know, 50 pounds, a little more than that. He's just bones. He's mumbling. He's delirious. Um, he's not jumping for joy. He's right. not like super, you know, he's got burn marks because he's been huddling near like the geysers and all of the, the thermo, you know, things that happen at, at Yellowstone. He's also got frostbite. He's, you know, clearly starving. Um, and so they find him and one of the guys stays with him, nurses him back to health. And the other guy walks over 70 miles, like 75 miles to the nearest town to go get help to bring him back. Mm. And it, it made me think, and kind of the connection here, so that's the story of Truman Everts. Don't go, uh, don't go walking with that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he, how, how that must have felt to have been alone and totally alone mm-hmm. for 37 days, but then to have someone there with you yeah. and someone who was going to nurse you back to health, who's yep. going to go and find food, who's going to keep you safe from all of the wild mm-hmm. that's out there who was probably going to give you, you know, something off his back to keep you warm at night and that you were safe. There was a safety there. And the presence, uh, uh, how presence, the, the power of someone's presence yeah. can change everything. And, and as good as that must have been, how much better the presence of the Good Shepherd is, you know, so so that the psalmist can say, you know, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death or like some deep darkness, yeah. right, a, a depression, a mm-hmm. darkness, uh, a heaviness, that he fears no evil mm-hmm. um, because he knows who's with him. Yeah. Yeah, you think about, again, uh, in that story, right, there's, there's these tangible uh, elements, cold, burn, uh, Wolves, hunger. bears, hunger, thirst—all of these things that are tangibly against uh, this this character, or whatever. It's, it's a real story, but this guy, and and yet, it, uh, I would think there's relief immediately when he sees these two guys. He doesn't have the energy to jump for joy. He doesn't have the excitement to say, 
probably even to say anything. Like you said, he's mumbling. And sometimes we don't have the tangible uh, things attacking us. It, it's not it's not even a, a tangible sickness. It's not cancer. It's not uh, the the illness that's, that's taking it out. It's not hunger. It's not pay. It, it's it's just deep darkness. It's or it's that death is around us. That someone else has passed away. It's that we are in a in a point of deep sadness and heartache. And yet, what we hear is not just that he is there with us. He feels, fears no either because you're with us. But then he goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And even before that, it's this description of what, what the, the shepherd that is with us does. The shepherd makes it to where we don't want anymore. That, that guy, he wanted food. He wanted thirst. Right. He wanted a blanket. And, and, and now he's not in want. He, like, that's, that's what's so incredible to me about this text. And I remember walking through it for those 12 or 13 weeks um, a couple of years ago and just thinking over and over and over, not only are we given the things that, that we want in this regard, like that, that our soul longs for, but um, we, we can't make it without him. The reality is, apart from Christ, we're all in the valley of the shadow of death. We're all walking through the, the heartache, the hardship. Life is hard. We're, we're walking through all of that all alone, and so without Christ. But then when his presence comes, it doesn't just uh, take, take things away. It, it like restores life, right? So we get green pastures and still waters and restoring our soul. And I, I think uh, maybe one of the pieces of this text that gets lost is for his namesake. Right. You know, I, we were talking about this yesterday uh, in staff meeting, but there is a, uh, sometimes it feels like a little bit of a cop out. Like when we don't know the answer, we say, "Oh, it's like, I guess it's for God's glory." For his glory. Yeah, I know it's really hard, but somehow it's. But like what he's saying is, all that he is there for you with, is for his glory. It's it's for his namesake. It's so that his name would have renown in all the earth. And so, like this this idea that what you're walking through as a listener right now, whatever it is that you're going through. Like it's it's for his namesake. There's actually encouragement in that, and that that is brought to us from the God of encouragement, who says, like, hey, there's something bigger and better that this is for. That guy who was stuck in Yellowstone for 37 days. At the end of that, he's kind of like, what was this good for, other than a story that two podcasters are going to tell, you know, a <laughs> hundred years later. No, but like, but to know what it what is happening. That, that in his restorative care, that there is an, an awareness that this is for his, his namesake. Yeah, I've heard it said that he, he stakes his name and his reputation mm. on how he cares for you yeah. and how he protects you. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other thoughts? Any other things jump out to you about this text? I mean, I feel like we could spend 12 to 13 weeks on this. Oh, well, if, turns out we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. I mean, I... I, I you, you, even at the very the very start, like the triune God is my mm-hmm. shepherd. Yeah. Like how, I mean, you could just stop there. Right. 
and uh, and be satisfied with it. But then the the God who meets your needs, the God who gives you rest, the one who who is restoring your soul, who and and uh, I forget who it was at our uh, the the Timothy Project uh, conference. Um, was it a year ago? It might have been the first one about the rod and the staff. Oh, yeah. Like this, yeah. the the good shepherd, he he protects us, but he also corrects us. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, leads us in paths of righteousness. Um, and yeah, I mean that that's a beauty. You could stop there yeah. and and be satisfied. And then uh, you you even mentioned it earlier that it, it gets away from the shepherd language that now we're at the table. Mm-hmm. Like he prepares a place for us. Yeah, um, in the presence of of our in- enemies and um yeah this promise that we will dwell with him uh, yeah forever. it's like it's a it's a, a beautiful to me that ending actually like uh again great i mean this is biblical poetry at its best right because it starts and finishes really the same way because because this is alluding to what we now know about in revelation that the dwelling place of god is with man this is like an, an our place with God. Like that, that, that's what we're looking forward to. So the Lord is my shepherd. He's going to be there with us and for us. And we're going to walk through the, he's going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death with us. And then like, then we have eternity and we're with him. So what we even experience now uh, with him in our presence and the, yeah. the, the balm that he is for us yeah. is, is now there is no more weeping. There's no more, uh, yeah, it's no like his, his presence, even in the midst of this, his presence is good and goodness and mercy. Yep. And how much better when we are fully in his presence, right. when none of those evils right. are anymore. Like yeah. that, that's just, it's, it's perfect. Yep. It's, yep. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, I thank you very much, David, for joining in on this one. I hope that you have, uh, I hope that this has been helpful for you, even as you consider this. I would say you can go to colonialheights.org and find uh, those sermons, if that interests you at all, uh, on our website there about uh, Psalm 23. And so I hope this has been helpful. If you, uh, if you think it has been, you can rate it, review it, share it on your social media. And uh, if you have a question you would like answered, uh, we, we'd like to answer questions on here as well. So please send it to info at colonialheights.org. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.